Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halochas, Yoradeya, Chelek Sheni, Hilcha Shiluach HaKan, Halocha Hei, Paragraph Yud Ches. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Yaakov Yisroel ben Osher Anshul, and Eliezer ben Malk, Eliezer ben Abnosn Yaakov, and Yentefradl Bas, Rabbi Yeshua Harini Kaporas Mishkavom. Paragraph Yud Ches. Now, Rav Nosenzal takes us back to the topic of Hanukkah, and he's going to connect it to everything we've been learning so far in this halacha. V'nachzor linyan Hanukkah. Let's go back to Hanukkah, which we started speaking about earlier. Kimavoyer b'hatoyer anal, because Rav Nosenzal explains in chapter 63 in Likud Imran, which this halacha is based on, sheyesh nochosh unamola besoich piyo. The Zohar Kodesh in Parshas Mishpotim has a major section there called Savo Kadisha, where the students of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal meet a, an old tzaddik, and he reveals to them incredible secrets on the topic of Gilgulim and other topics. And one of the things he tells them is he speaks about a snake that carries an insect in its mouth. And Rabbi Shehu Soid Mashakosa Bezohar Kodesh. Uman hu nochosh the porach baviro. Who is this snake that flies through the air? Ayin sham. Look over there. Mavoyer sham. Rabbein Ezal explains in chapter 63 in Likut Imran. Shahan nochosh heim bechinas chokmas chitsoinias shel hamechakrim. That the snake over there represents the, the secular wisdoms of the philosophers. Shemizgabrim alidei diburim roim. And where do they get their energy from? These philosophers who promote denial of Hashem, atheism, they replace Judaism, religion, with science. <clears throat> and where, do they get their, where do they get their power from? Through diburim roim, when people speak things that we shouldn't be speaking. Lashon hara, profanity, all types of diburim roim. Shalidezeh oisim knofayim lahanochosh, these diburim roim <coughs> create wings for this snake, Shehem Hamechakrim. The snake is these philosophers, which enable them to fly, which means to spread their poison. There's a pasuk, Ubal Knofayim Yagid Dovor. That's one of the psukim that connects speech with, with these wings. Kalidei diburim kedoshim oisim knofayim degdusha. Rabbi Nezal explains there in chapter 63 that when Jews speak holy words, words of Torah, words of tefillah, we, ge- we generate wings of holiness, holy wings. Ayin Shom Kol Study this carefully in chapter 63 in Likut Imran. Kol Hu Bechinas Toikef Hanes Shel Chanukah. And all of this is related to the powerful miracle of Hanukkah, of which the main focus was to defeat the evil Greek kingdom, the, the Greek philosophers. We know that the, the whole study of philosophy really was, is based on these Greek philosophers. Kemavur b'divar Rabbi Sainazal, as is brought in the Gemara, shekol chachmason heim koyrim chachmas yevonis. 
the Gemara refers to philosophy and all types of secular wisdom that are not beneficial. The Gemara refers to it as to Greek wisdom. Kikol his garusam shall hayivonimos be Israel, hoyomachmas chachmosom horo. Rav Nosanzal says that the whole desire of the Greeks to do battle against the Jewish people then was all about their evil philosophy, which became, was being promoted at the time and very powerful through their leader, their teacher, Aristotle, Yemach Shemoi. His ideology, all of his ideas are well known and, and publicized. Because all of his ideas, all of Aristotle's ideas are against the Holy Torah as is known to those who study the real truth. We know that there are people who try to bridge, who try to show, no, it's not really against. We can prove that, we can show that science and Torah are in perfect sync, perfect agreement. Rav Nosanzal makes his position here very clear. And because of the fact that the Greeks followed the lead of his, his wrong, his evil philosophy, his garo be Israel, they attack the Jewish people, al shehem chazokim kol kach bedarke over the fact that we are loyal and strong in our commitment to the Holy Torah. Al kein omdu al Yisrael lahashkicham terosoy. And therefore the Greeks rose up against the Jewish people to try to get us to forget the Torah, to replace it with Greek philosophy. V'chol koicham and what empowered them was evil words, evil speech, of which an example of this is and all other types of evil speech. And therefore, what, what really defeated the Greeks at that time was holy words, which generate holy wings, This refers to all different types of tefillah, of prayer. Which Matisio and his sons, who were holy tzadikim at that time, and they cried out tremendously to Hashem, as is shown in, in the in the Sforim that write about this. Because the main thing that will that defeats the evil philosophy of the Greeks, which is the ultimate tumor of the snake that we refer to throughout the entire Torah, is holy words of Torah and Tefillah, Jews speaking words of Torah and Tefillah. 
And most, most importantly, especially through tefillah, that generates holy wings, which defeat those wings of the snake. Because the, the Greek philosophy is the opposite of those these holy wings. Which we refer to in, in the previous year as Hashem extending a greeting to those who are far and those who are near. We give the example of Shloimeh HaMelech, who was so smart and so learned, and he said, I thought I was going to be smart, and I see that it's far from me. This is the, the wisdom of the religious Jews and its tzaddikim. That even a person who achieves very high level knowledge, true knowledge of Hashem, <coughs> the more knowledge he achieves, the more he realizes how far he is from understanding Hashem and knowing about Hashem. Because this is the most important aspect of knowledge. For a person to realize that they don't know, to realize how much there is that we don't know. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this in the second half of Likud Imran, chapter 44. <clears throat> That's talking about people who are very learned. How much more so a person who doesn't know that much yet. Such a person certainly has to realize how little they know, how far they are from really knowing. Bifrat, especially a person who realizes that they haven't purified themselves yet in terms of purity in their thoughts, in their speech, in their actions. And the person still has a drop of some kind of a desire, a wrong type of a desire, a sinful desire, which the person hasn't overcome completely yet. <coughs> Listen to Rav Nassim's words. A person who is not yet 100% pure, that person's knowledge, that person's understanding of Hashem and Torah is definitely not complete. How much more so and more so a person who knows that they've committed many sins and that they're still very immersed in, in sinful desires. Such a person has to at least realize how far they are from real knowledge and the, the level of knowledge of the tzaddikim and the truly religious people. And this is really what defines 
the holiness of the Jewish people, that it's the nature, it's the norm of real Jews to consider themselves small, to be humble, to have real pure humility. As Rashi Kodesh points out on the Pasuk in Chumash Dvorim, where Hashem says, My love for you is not because there's so many of you or because you're so great, because you are really the smallest of all the nations. And Rashi says, small over there means, She'atem mam'iten atzmechem. You consider yourselves small. You have this most important quality of humility. Whereas those evil intellectuals, the Greek philosophers, the way they operate is they run and they fly with their knowledge to try to study and analyze things that they're not permitted to study and analyze. And they are filthy with all the different types of filth of all kinds of sinful desires. And they want to study and analyze theology. They want to study religion and find out if it's true or not and, and disprove the, the different religions. And because of this, because they're still so filthy, immersed in Tivus Royce and Midas Royce, and they want to try to understand, because of that, <clears throat> they end up being confused and, and making all kinds of mistakes. And they get to all kinds of levels of atheism and denial of Hashem. Because it's impossible for a person to really have a clear, <coughs> accurate understanding <coughs> of Hashem and Torah and religion unless the person is really holy and has separated themselves completely from all types of sinful desires and materialistic desires of this world. And, and also from all types of desire for honor and fame and recognition. To the highest degree, really, really, person has really, really achieved what we just described. Such as our holy forefathers, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, and the rest of the world, the rest of us, our mission is to believe, to trust in the words of the tzaddikim. As we've discussed many times, this doesn't mean a person shouldn't learn at all, a person shouldn't study, but we need to know that our main focus is emuna. We need to know that our studying, our knowledge is on a very low level compared to that of the great tzaddikim. 
נמצא, we conclude therefore, שאיקר חוכמוי סרויס, שמבחינת חוכמס יובן ראשו, הוא ההפך מקולנל. So therefore, all of this Greek philosophy and, and other types of wisdom that contradict the, the Torah, <coughs> all of that, that, that's the opposite of what we just described. שהם בחינה שלום לרוחו יקבל הקורוי. It's the opposite of the methodology of the tzadikim. who consider themselves foreign, because again, the way they operate, these Greek philosophers, is they're running and flying and, and, studying, and studying things that they're not permitted, delving into questions that they're not permitted to question. And these philosophers, they want to, that all of their questions and all of their perplexities and everything they don't understand, all of their stupidity should all be resolved and clear immediately. They want to understand everything immediately. And this is really what causes them to, to become distant from Hashem and distant from the Torah, from serving Hashem. And Rav Nosanzal says, the negative side of this and the positive side of this are all dependent on speech. Because when people speak what they're not supposed to speak, especially when people speak evil against other, other people, against other Jews. Especially when people speak negatively evil against tzaddikim and really religious people, that generates wings for the snake. That gives this Greek philosophy and all of this atheism the ability to fly and spread. That causes the person to be overcome by all types of false wisdoms and denial of Hashem, which come from the Greek philosophy, which is the tomb of the original snake. I remember hearing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld once, we know that the Aleph base goes from Aleph to Tuf. Aleph is one, Tuf is 400. And then Aleph is one, and Aleph is a thousand. So where are the numbers 500, 600, 700, 800, 900? Where are those five numbers? Those are the four letters in the Aleph base that come in two forms. They're called Menatzbach. These, four, these five letters, when they come at the end of a word, they're written, they, they're drawn differently. So Chaf, Sofit, is 500. Mem Sofit is 600. Nun Sofit is 700. So the word Yavon, Yud, Vav, Nun, Yud is 10, Vav is 6, is 16. Nun Sofit is 700. 716 is Bigimatria two times Nachosh. The word Nachosh is 358. Two times Nachosh is 716. Why two times? 
Because just like everything in holiness, there's always a zohar and a keva, an aspect, a male aspect and a female aspect. In the sitrachra, on the other side, in tumah, there's also a male and female. And yovon is the combination of both. Yovan is the combination of the nochosh, the male and female snake of Sitrachra. And through this Loshen Hora causes a person to have all kinds of questions about Hashem, questioning Hashem, and all types of crookedness in the heart. Because the person wants to resolve everything. They want to understand everything. And to be able to understand everything, things that are not relevant to them at all. And the main solution for this is speaking words of holiness. That once a person realizes what we're saying here, then at least from now, to watch myself, to watch my mouth, not to speak anything that I'm not supposed to speak. And to keep my mouth speaking words of Torah and Tefillah a lot. Especially, Rav Nassim Sal again reiterates, especially Tfila, Tehillim, Hispoidus, Likutefi, praying to Hashem. This will help us be able to generate wings for the holiness, to, that the holiness, faith in Hashem, should spread far and wide. This, this greeting, this blessing to those who are far and those who are near, which defeats the wings of the snake, which are the opposite of this. Question in the chat. How far must we go against science? There are several places in Likut HaLochas, for example, in Hilchas Gitten, Halacha Dalet, where Rav Zal says that all really religious Jews must believe that the sun revolves around the earth and not vice versa, like the scientists said. Do we really have to believe in that? The answer is yes. We have to believe that every word of the Torah, every word of the Torah is emes, is truth. Hashem is emes, the Torah is emes, the, the tzaddikim, the real tzaddikim are emes. They are the ones who know the truth. And those who, who disagree with them are not on the side of truth. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld was one of the great Tamidi Chachamim, very knowledgeable in Torah and, and well-read. And he spoke about this and he made it perfectly clear to his students that when it comes to these issues also, our faith has to be solid, really solid. Now Rav Nussensal is going to make it perfectly clear for us, how do, I, how do I make sure that I am on the right side of the fence? What do I do? Paragraph Yutes, Ki ikra daiko because what we've been speaking about in the past few shiurim, about coming close to Hashem, by realizing how far I am, 
אי אפשר לסקויס קיים על ידי הדיבור דקדושה. It's impossible for a person to really accomplish that without holy words. ועיקר על ידי תפילה. The most important holy words we're referring to here is תפילה. כי עניין רוחויק וקורב הנ"ל הם נראים בתחילה כסויסרים זה זז חס ושלום. Because this concept of being far and being near seemed to contradict itself at first. ועיקר השולים והאחרוה ביניהם זויכן על ידי הדיבור. The way that a person eliminates this contradiction, the way a person resolves this and makes it, helps it work perfectly is through holy דיבור. Now a person would say, this, this doesn't make any sense. We know Lahavdil on a physical level. There are cakes that a, pre- a woman makes. She bakes a cake and the cake has to have sugar and salt in it. Or other examples of things that seem sweet and sour. What? That's the most stupid, ridiculous thing I ever heard. Sweet and sour are opposites. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. Wrong. It does make sense. There is such a possibility in the Olam HaGashmi, and Rav Nelson is showing us that, that there is such a possibility in the Olam HaRuchni of a person realizing at the same time that they're very, very far and very close. Mitzad Atzmi, as far as me personally, based on my actions and everything, I'm very far, and based on my lack of knowledge. However, based on how Hashem is infinitely kind, and that tzaddikim emulate Hashem, I could be very, very close. Ki hadibur b'chinas tziparto d'koyad karsulei b'mayo v'reishei motei l'tzeis shmaya. In chapter 11 in Likutei Moran, Rabbi Nezal discusses a story in the Gemara, one of the stories of Rabbi Barbachana, and there in the story, it speaks about a bird, a very, very large bird, whose feet, it's up to its knees, it, I'm sorry, it's up to its ankles in water, and its head reaches all the way up into the heavens. And Rabbi Nezal explains the Kimavur Batoira Ani Hashem Ushmi, as is discussed in chapter 11 of the Kutim Ran. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there that the bird, a bird represents speech. Birds are chatterboxes. A whole time speaking, as, as the Gemara says. Because a person must realize how far we are from Hashem. We, we now, today, with all our technology, with all of that, with thousands of years of knowledge and study and experience, no person has created, has created the leg of an ant. No scientist has created the leg of an ant. So how small are we? How smart are we? That we want to try to understand how creation took place, how it's possible for, some, for something to come from nothing. We want to understand all of how Hashem operates when we haven't begun to begin to begin to get anywhere close to, to Hashem's knowledge and greatness. And despite that, despite realizing how far away we are from Hashem, Yeda ve Yamen, Shemitzad Racham of Yisporach, 
We need to realize and believe that based on how infinite Hashem's kindness is, Hashem is very, very close to each and every one of us. <clears throat> Even those people who are especially far, very far from Hashem because they've committed many sins. Even they. And the most important thing that makes this work is speech. Because through speech, we can reach out to Hashem, we can call out to Hashem from the greatest distances. And when we call out to Hashem, Hashem comes close to us through this speech. As it says clearly in Tehillim, in Ashrei, Koroiv Hashem Lechol Koirov. Hashem is close to all those that call out to Him. To all those who call out to Him honestly, sincerely, with Emes. With I've mentioned many times the Arizal asks a question on this Pasuk. This Pasuk seems to be contradicting itself. First, you tell me Hashem is close to all those who call out to Him. <clears throat> which means yes MS, no MS, more MS, less MS. Then you say, He's close to those who are going to call out to him with MS. How many people, how many people are zoichet to real MS? So make up your mind, which is it? The Arizal says, not a contradiction at all against. If you know your Hebrew grammar, koir of is present tense. Yikre'uhu is future tense. The Arizal says, when a person is calling out to Hashem, they are close to Hashem. A person who is on a level where when they call out to Hashem, when they daven to Hashem, they daven with emes, with real, pure honesty and sincerity, Hashem is close to them before the Yikra'uhu. That person is going to be davening Mincha at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Hashem is close to them at 9 o'clock in the morning. Because Hashem says, I know, this, I know this man, I know this woman. I know that when they speak to me, they speak to me with emes from their heart. Hashem is close to them, Yikra'uhu. As the Pasuk says, Terem Nikro Elai. Vadab terem nikro vaniene. Hashem says, before they call out to me, I respond to them. We know that that, that Rav Nosanzal gave gives, there are one or two examples I think in his biography in his story of his life, where he was in a very difficult situation. He was struggling very hard. He had to be involved in parnosa, earning a livelihood, and he was desperate, desperate to put more time and effort into learning and everything. And, and it looked to him like he couldn't get out of it. He's stuck. And, and one time he really was mispalo to Hashem. He put everything he had into it that he could. And he writes, he found that afterwards that Hashem was already working on the problem beforehand. That his father and uncles got together. They had a big business. And, and Rav Nosanzal was, was receiving merchandise from their business sale. The uncles got together with Rav Nosanzal's father and said, what are you doing to this guy? You see he's a tumble, you see he wants to learn, you see he's not cut out for this. 
We can support him. Get the mer- take, let's take the merchandise back. We'll sell the merchandise and we'll give him the profit and that's that. And Rav Nosenthal says he saw at the time Hashem's infinite kindness, Terem Nekro, that before he even poured out his heart to Hashem, Hashem was already preparing the solution. Uchsiv, and there's another passage that says, Umi goi godol asher loi elokim kroivim Where in the world is there such a great nation to whom Hashem is close to them? Kashem elokinu bechol koreinu elov. Like our Hashem, when we always call out to Him, the Torah makes it perfectly clear how important tefillah is, how important hispoidus is, that tefillah isn't the kind of thing that three times a day and I'm done. Bechol koreinu elov. Vezeh bechinas, and this is also what's meant by the Pasuk in Yeshaya Novi, boire nivs fosayim, Hashem creates the movement of the lips. Sholoim, sholoim, That same pasuk, that's the pasuk that speaks about Hashem extending a greeting, a welcome to the one who is far and who is near. Rav Nelson says, take a look at this. Hashem creates the movement of the lips. That's the introduction. That's what we have to do. Because by moving our lips, by speaking words of Kedusha, that will elevate the person to this level where the person will realize how far they are and yet they're going to be very, very close to Hashem. With this, we can understand what it says in the special tefillah that we say on Hanukkah, in Bimei Matisyo. <coughs> it says at the end, and the rabbis established these eight days of Hanukkah as days when we praise and show and, and acknowledge Hashem. Shehizkiru b'yoyser ha'halal they, they stressed this issue of praising Hashem and, and show, giving recognition to Hashem. Shehu tikun hadibur. That's what perfects our speech. That's perfect speech. Afal pi Even though you ask any Jew, what was the miracle of Hanukkah? The miracle that the little bit of oil burned for, for eight days. And based on that, the rabbis established the mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles. However, despite that, in Bimei Matisyahu, it doesn't say anything about the candles. It doesn't mention the candles. It focuses on us praising Hashem. Because the, the real power of the Hanukkah miracle, which takes place every single year, which is to defeat and subdue the, the evil wisdoms of the world, the philosophy and all the, the, the philosophy, psychology and those things that do not conform to the Torah, that oppose the Torah, chas v'shalem. 
which originate from the evil philosophy of the Greeks. And they want to fly with their brain, with their intellect, they want to fly and think and, and understand things that they cannot understand. And they want to achieve the opposite of what we're speaking about. The, to, to realize how, how small we are and how great Hashem is. Which means for a person to realize always how far we are from Hashem. How dare we think that we could understand that everything Hashem does should make sense to us. We should understand it. And through that realization of how far we are, to become very close to Hashem, for Hashem to love us and bring us close to Him. A Jew cannot get to this kind of level, a person cannot accomplish this without words, holy words. Which are especially praise of Hashem. And that's why in Bimei Matisyo, the focus there, it doesn't even mention that they established these days of lighting Hanukkah candles. It says they established these days as days of praise to Hashem. That's the focus. Because the main thing that defeats the Greeks is words of tefillah. Hashem creates the movement of the lips. Peace, peace to the one who is far and close. And now Rab Nosenzal is going to put the, the whipped cream and the cherry on top. I want to do this next paragraph and then we'll take questions. Now Rab Nosenzal is going to turn the lens of the camera a little more to make it perfectly clear. Till now it's very clear, but now he's going to make it perfectly clear. Paragraph A person who really focuses and analyzes the words of this Pasuk that we're learning now, will be able to draw and understand advice regarding his spiritus, regarding personal conversation with Hashem in your own words. This is the most important way to deal with this issue of being far and near. Because a person who has his spiritus, a person who spends 15 minutes, a half hour, an hour speaking to Hashem in their own words, there a person can really express themselves completely, much more so than in the standard tefillahs to really express in my Hispoidus how far I am, how far I feel from Hashem, from Torah, from Tzadikim, from Midois Toivois. V'yafal pikein, 
And despite the fact that I'm expounding on this, I'm talking to Hashem for a half hour, telling Him how far I am from Hashem and how many things I'm doing wrong, that itself will bring me very, very close to Hashem. By the person realizing and remembering Hashem's incredible, infinite kindness, as our forefathers and rabbis have made it perfectly clear, if you study Torah, if you study Chumash, you study Gemara, you study, and you study it honestly, you see all of this there. Now comes very, very important. On one hand, it sounds like the easiest thing in the world. What could be easier than this? Than talking in your own language, wherever you are, whenever you want. What, how much easier can we make it? Rav Nusenzal says, however, in majority of cases, this is very difficult. It's very difficult. This, this conversation, this personal conversation with Hashem, because, because a person is so far from Hashem, and because sometimes we realize that, we feel how far we are from, from Hashem, sometimes that closes our mouth that the person can't speak. When you're close to somebody, you can have conversation. And somebody who you're very far from, you feel very distant from them, it's hard to start a conversation with them. And it's, start to keep, it's hard to keep a conversation going. As is known and has been experienced by people who want to who wanna have his this regularly. They want to have his this every day. However, Rabbi Nezal has already warned us, even if it's not easy, even a person should make every effort in the world and give themselves all the encouragement that they possibly can to do this every single day, to have hispoidus. Hispoidus means private, personal conversation with Hashem in your own words. That's Rabbein Azal's definition of hispoidus. There are other sforum that use it differently. In Breslev, in Rabbein Azal's sforum, hispoidus means speaking to Hashem with your mouth regularly in your own language, the language that's most familiar with you, and really expressing everything. As is known to us, how much emphasis Rabbein Azal put on this, and how much he warned us that this is so important, this is so critical. Because just the preparation, not even speaking Tashem, just the person preparing themselves to speak Tashem. And, and ratching up their desire, I want to talk to Hashem, I want to really tell Hashem everything, the person prepares themselves, they, they go for a walk, or they go into that private room where they're going to speak to Hashem, and they want to speak, but they cannot speak, 
Rabbein Zal taught us that that's also very precious to Hashem. Hashem takes that very seriously, that desire, that, that effort. And if the person will be very, very determined to do this, Hashem will definitely help the person and Hashem will create words for that person to be able to speak. As the Pasuk says, look at the words in the Pasuk. Hashem creates the movement to the lips. Mamish. This is a an act of creating. Because when a person is privileged to have his spoiledus, when a person speaks Hashem in their own words, you should know that that's a brand new creation. Because every one of us is definitely very far from Hashem and very far from being able to converse, to speak to Hashem in our own words because we're so far, because we've made so many mistakes, we've done so many sins, and we haven't done that many mitzvahs. But when a person is determined and stubborn, and the person prepares themselves for this. This is on their mind and they're thinking about it all day. I want to speak to Hashem. I want to do this. And I want to do it right. And I want to do it seriously. And the person spends some time ratching up their desire and, and thinking about this and, and preparing for this, making whatever preparations they can for this, then Hashem helps the person, and the person sends the person words, Hashem puts words into the person's mouth. Where does it say that? There's a posig, Hashem says, I will put my words into your mouth. And this is a brand new creation. Hashem, with His great kindness, has created words for you. And Hashem has placed them into your mouth. Hashem creates the movement. Look at the word there, creates. That every day, every time you want to do this, Hashem will create words to give you. And through this, a person will get to this madrega, this incredible level of shalom, shalom, a double greeting from Hashem. Shalom is one of the most powerful names of Hashem. Shalom, the, the word shalom, Reb Shushan says, when you take Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, the way it's written, and Aleph Dalit Nun Yud, the way it's pronounced, and you line them up, one above the other, one above the other, and you multiply Yud times Aleph, Hey times Dalit, Vav times Nun, Hey times Yud, it's Bigimatria Shalom with the four letters. So Shalom is Hashem's name, Yud Ke Vav Ke, in its written form, in its oral form, which is the most powerful name of Hashem. How does a person get this double Shalom? By, by being on this madrega of Rochoik and Koroiv, Ukamashakosov, and now Rabnosan Zal introduces another incredible, incredible Pasuk. 
a pasuk in Mishlei, which we say on Rosh Hashanah, Laodam ma'archei leiv, Hashem manei loshayim. The person is required to prepare their heart, and Hashem prepares the tongue. Our job is to prepare our heart. This refers to the preparation for his spoilers. I want to speak to Hashem. I need this desperately. I want to find the, the time and the place, and I want to do it right. I want to really open my mouth and heart. And then Hashem creates words into the person's mouth. And Hashem gives the, creates the, 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 the tongue, the, the words of the tongue. And as we say when we're about to start Shmon Esrei, Hashem sefosai tiftoch. Hashem open my lips. Hashem himself opens the person's lips and enables the person to express everything that's in their heart. Because everything is from Hashem. Every word you're going to say is coming from Hashem. Hashem is giving you those words. Our job is to prepare the desire, the yearning to, I want this, I, I really want, I really need this desperately. And then Hashem will help the person speak and express everything they need to express. Paragraph Chafalev, V'alkein, calling in Zeh, Shilshon, Aruch, V'alakor, Marumaz, Beparshas, Katsipar. And now you understand why this whole topic over here is hinted to in the mitzvah of sending away the mother bird and taking the, the baby chicks. Ki calling in Zeh, Bebechinas, Tikan HaKnofayim. Because remember, in Likute Maran, Rabbeinus, I'll refer to this as perfecting the wings, the wings the wings of holiness doing battle against the wings of the Sitra Achra. Shehu bechinas tziporim boifos. That's all about birds. Sheheim balik nafayim. They are the ones that have wings. We'll hold it over here for now. Just a moment. Questions? Question in the chat. But his spiritus gives a person a very strong feeling of being close to Hashem. And I've known some wrestler of Hasidim in whom this results in a feeling of excessive familiarity with Hashem, with, with, hard, with hardly any distance. So for them, feeling angry with Hashem is a normal and acceptable emotion. How does this work on feeling distant? This is why it's so important for a person to learn. This is why we're learning. This is why Rabbi Nosson Sal presented this whole explanation of Hispodidus, but he gave a preview to know that before you're going to start talking to Hashem, you better know who you are and who you aren't. Because Hispodidus is the thing that brings Hashem closer to Hashem more than anything else. But there's a prerequisite. The prerequisite is for, you to, for us to realize that we're very far from Hashem. And if a person goes into Hispodidus with any gaiva, with any feeling of how great they are, and remembering all the good things they've done, and folk, you know, thinking they're so great and so wonderful, that could be very harmful, very destructive. 
person has to have the two pockets we spoke about. On one hand, if a person only thinks about how bad they are and how wrong they are, it won't work. At the same time, if a person only thinks about how good they are and how wonderful they are, and Hashem it owes me, Hashem has to be, help me, and, and that's also no good. There has to be this balance. That's why we need the tzaddik. That's why we need this component of the tzaddik. The mitzvah of, of connecting with tzaddikim is don't deviate to the right or to the left of what the tzaddikim will teach you. Because there's a right and a left here. Rabbi Nezal refers to a tefillah as a sword. The Gemara says, They praise Hashem with their throats. And they hold a double-edged sword in their, in their hands. Rabbi Nezal explains, just like a sword, in order for it to accomplish what it needs, it has to strike at the center, at the target, at the heart. So to our tefillah, can't be too much to the left or to the right. No arrogance and no depression. No saying, I'm, I'm a complete Russia, I'm a hopeless. Either one is wrong. This balance that Rav Nosen Zal taught us here, Another question, how do we know when to ask Hashem in the Shmon Esrei or request it in private Espoidah, specifically referring to the requests that Rabbanim state we should pray for as beautifully stated in this week's newsletter. <clears throat> the answer is that in Shmon Esrei, a person can inject a short tefillah, a short tefillah, in the Brach of Refoenu, in Shma Koilenu, in certain places. But Rabbeinu Zal teaches us, and, and again, a person who thinks about it honestly, if a person is going to start going into long speeches in Shmon Esrei, you're going to miss Chazor Sashats. You're going to miss Kedusha. <clears throat> if a person, if it's a man who's davening with a minion or a woman who's davening with a minion, <clears throat> and, and, and a person wants to have those benefits also. So the Shmonesri is an opportunity to inject certain short, concise feelings. Rabbi Nezal taught us that that's not the real place for really opening your heart major in your own words. That you need a separate time and place during the day for his poiridus, alone, private, one-on-one -on -one with Hashem. Question, how can we deal with the fact that we feel not being listened to by our Father in Heaven, feeling disappointed? The answer is, by studying the teachings, the, the, the Torah, and seeing that Avram Avinu also felt far from Hashem. Didn't, didn't it took took years of prayer and everything, that Moshe Rabbeinu, it says he had to daven for 40 days to get a no from Hashem, and then go another 40 days, and Hashem said, Solachti Kidvorecho, I forgive the Jews based on your prayer. There's a Sefer, Hishtapus Hanefesh, Outpouring of the Soul, which one of the Breslov Tzadikim of the previous generation compiled a... Uh, gathering together everything in, in Rabbi Nachman's forum and Rabbi Nelson's forum and other beautiful sources to teach us about tefillah, to teach us, to teach us how tefillah is not fast food. It's not instantaneous response, usually, usually. There are rare occasions. There are occasions where Hashem responds even before you daven. You're planning on having a spider this at 8 o'clock in the morning or at 8 whenever it is, 
and, and because you were planning this, because you were serious, and you were going to really pour out your heart, you find out afterwards that Hashem prepared the solution to your problem before you started davening. Oh, then I wasted my day. I shouldn't have died. <laughs> if Hashem made the solution before I daven, then, then it's not for my tefillah. Excuse me, that's not true. The Arizal says, that those people who train themselves to have his spiritus every day and to speak to Hashem and to really pour out my heart every single day, those people will find that sometimes their tefillah will be answered before they pray, sometimes their tefillah will be answered during their prayer, sometimes it'll take a week, a month, or whatever length of time. But this is the only, only solution. This is the most important solution. Tefillah combined with Torah also. Rav Nassazal snuck in the word Torah several times here. Rav Nassazal begins the Likut Imran with Da'ak Yalidei Torah, that one of the key ingredients and components to having your tefillah received well is to, the connection to Torah. Studying Torah, doing mitzvahs. A person puts something in the pushka before they daven, they give tzedakah before they daven. That's Torah, that's a mitzvah in the Torah, to give tzedakah. Or any other mitzvahs that a person can do before the davening, after the davening, in order to empower the tefillah. We say hareni mekasher. Before we daven, we, we, we verbalize our commitment, our loyalty and connection to the tzaddikim, realizing that they play a critical, important role in our ability to daven and that our tefillah should get to where it needs to get to. There's all kinds of blockades, machsomim, they call it here in Israel, all kinds of obstacles and, and walls and angels, thousands of angels in heaven, many of which were created by our sins and many of which were created from the time of Adam and from all the sins. And these angels are waiting there, waiting for a tefillah to come up and to slam a home run, slam it somewhere far from Hashem. So we need, we need sincerity, we need stucco, we need the help of tzaddikim to, to help us, to teach us how to daven and to help us get that our tefillah should get to where it needs to get to. But in Torah 1, Rabbi Nezal speaks about studying Torah after davening. After davening, before davening, can this be fulfilled by doing a mitzvah after davening? The answer is yes, if a person has that intention. Of course, it's very, very good if a person can study some Torah before davening, after davening. But if a person has an opportunity to do a mitzvah, that's also Torah. What is the Torah? The Torah is Tariyat mitzvahs. There's learning Torah and there's fulfilling the Torah. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Wednesday, we said L'chun today in the Shir Shal Yoyim. We're heading towards Shabbos. Rabbi Nezal says in Likut Imran that there's a pasuk lahashbis oyevu misnakim to destroy completely our enemies. The word lahashbis to destroy comes from Shabbos. That the food that we're going to eat on Shabbos is is one of the major factors that helps destroy all of our enemies. We should be zeicher to start preparing for Shabbos, and Hashem should bring about the complete and final destruction of all the enemies of Klal Yisrael and the complete and final success with the coming of Moshiach, Binyan Beis Amen.